Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 28 in the book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 4. Yesterday, we we looked at a passage that says we are members of one another, which is which literally means you are a limb of my body. And the charge was to act like the other members of the Christian church are members of your body by saying, hey, I love my arm. I need that arm. And when my arm is infected or whatever, I speak the truth to it in love because I love my arm. Or if I'm at some sort of a dispute with my my arm, uh, to resolve that and give no opportunity to the devil for disunity of the body. And uh, one of the other things would be you're a, you're a limb, and if there's a discrepancy in the amount of work that that's doing, to have enough to share. And then today we're going to look at the words that can be used uh, uh, in a special way in the body. This is from Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 29, 429. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So let's start with, let no uncorrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such that is good for building up. So the words, you're supposed to be using the right words and then uh, fitting the occasion, so the right words at the right time and with the right uh, right effect, that these words are to give grace to those who hear that build up. So we we all have weighted words. Our words carry weight. Uh, it's been said, Paul Tripp said, that um, no neutral word has ever been spoken. You know, they're either for building up or for for t- tearing down. And so the charge here today, Paul would agree, uh, the charge here today is let's choose our words. Let, the, let them be our, the right words and let them be in season and let them be words that give grace. Let no uncorrupting, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up. That's the purpose behind them, as fits the occasion. That fits, that's the timing of the occasion. And then the end result is it gives grace to those who hear. All right, then let's move on to verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed. So point number one is the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Um, So remember, the Holy Spirit is given and is present and is dwelling and is interacting in real time. The Holy Spirit is what, what we get, is who we get, while we wait for what we're going to get. So that's all in chapter uh, uh, chapter 1. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire the possession of it. So we have an inheritance. It's coming. We're, we're going we're gonna to get the kingdom. In the meantime, what do we get? We get the present help of the Holy Spirit. So the question is, how might I grieve the Holy Spirit? And I'm going to demystify this. Grieving the Holy Spirit is just when you go to bed and you have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit says, hey, you could do better. 
And so this passage, we don't have to look for something outside of the passage. The context of this passage is there's plenty here to grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's start with your words. Are they foul? Are they not fitting? Are they for nothing? Are they are they are they without purpose? You could grieve the Holy Spirit with your words. All right. Well, how about your work? Could you could you be doing dishonest work, stealing, or at least selfish work? Sure, that would grieve the Holy Spirit. He's given us He's given us work to to bless and to share. Well, how about anger? Uh, remember, anger is what reveals what's on the throne uh, of your life. Maybe pride or or reputation. Uh, uh, anger itself is not a, a sin, but probably, I mean, just going to make this number up, 99% of the time, the way it's used in our world today, it, it re, it's revealing uh, sin. Well, how about this? How about not participating in the putting on and the putting off of behaviors, not participating in the renewing of the spirit of our minds that uh, passage two days ago talked about? How about viewing members as uh, as not your arm. We we have to say, hey, you guys are my limbs, and I'm I'm going to treat you like it. I'm going to treat you carefully and lovingly and honestly and purposefully and uh, uh, reconciliatingly. So all those things, if we don't do them, our words, our work, our anger, uh, not participating in the life of the Holy Spirit, putting on, putting off. Um, not treating the people of the body of Christ correctly, all this would grieve the Holy Spirit. So what is, how can we grieve the Holy Spirit? Let's demystify it. It's when the Holy Spirit says you could do better with your words, your work, or enjoying me or listening to me. All right, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. So what is wrath? Uh, Wrath is something that is really exclusively in God's bailiwick. So if you're doing wrath, uh, I can't think of an example where if you're participating in wrath, you are out of the mainstream of God's will. How about anger? Well, that's only 99% of the time you're out of God's will. So what's clamor? Clamor is a loud, confused noise. It's a noise without purpose, without effect. If you're just a noisemaker, without direction, without purpose, oh my goodness, stop that. Or how about it gets a little more evil here. What about slander? Slander is not just a confused noise. It's a directed noise. It's a directed uh, words, known false words to damage another person. Or how about malice? That's just flat out evil. That's the intention to do evil. So as we look at all these things about grieving the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you could do better, Lord, may I, Holy Spirit, may I not grieve you this day. Help me to do better. Help me to make a correct assessment. Help me to be careful in my living and in my words. And give me the courage to look at this stuff and to care about this stuff and to not turn away when I find some stuff. And I just know, Lord, that you are here to help me when I find these things. So the things that I discover that I grieve you in, ironically, you're the one that's going to help me in the process of sanctification. Thank you for listening.